Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. Back after a long hiatus, we missed you all. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, I am joined, of course, by Season Gaming's BitCast host, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. Uh, he's lit. He's l- lively. He's very pale. It's <laughs> minutes ever. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Uh, Joe joked that I have reached heaven, so mm-hmm. I'm here. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks the same. I don't know what's changed, but uh, yeah, I'm sure... Hopefully something good. Yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on with my camera. I'm just going to be about as white as Luke on a normal Tuesday. So uh, we'll just I've run with outside it. Outside for weeks. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are here. It's only been nine weeks. I don't know what the mm-hmm. chat is worried about. We, you know, we just took a little break. That's all. Yeah. You know, things going on in life. Mm-hmm. We got lives. Yeah. What do you want from us? I know, right? And I joked that Ains looks like. Uh, uh, Gandalf when Frodo wakes up from the Shire. <laughs> you know? He really does, though. He really does. Because, like, through the whole, like, 20 minutes shirt, of that man. film at the end, like, the whole film is, like, brighter and lighter and everybody's just lit from every angle. That's what Ains looks like right now. I never saw it, but I always saw the trailers for that movie Powder. <laughs> yeah i'll be dead next week guys let's make this one count all right man, this man is ashy larry that's what's happening <laughs> oh, oh man of course we're joined oh. by oh i'm sorry i gotta introduce no, no you haven't even introduced joe yet go 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 I haven't, I haven't of course we are also joined by the host of the trophy room a playstation podcast mr joseph moran how are you sir uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say okay, so we can move the show forward. <laughs> Good man, there it is. That's that's a that's a that is a host right there. That's Gentlemen, right. Nine weeks it's been nine weeks. since we've had a chance to podcast together. We always said this show would be for fun, enjoyable, and the timing just didn't line up for all the the reasons. Good and bad, tough stuff, great stuff, all life related things. Uh, I know we've missed a lot, but I have missed podcasting with you boys. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while, man. Yeah, yeah, I missed uh, missed chatting with you guys, and and funny enough, all kinds of stuff has happened mm-hmm. in the gaming world. But yeah, it's just too much going on outside of work. But uh, outside of work, look, see, outside of yeah. uh, this. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, happy it's to be so back. Tired. I am, and I've got to start with a question that I was asked to ask Joe because it it caused some debate. Okay. So you guys know that I am uh I, I'm not a fan of trophies, achievements. Not that I despise them, but I despise what they do to some people the way they play games. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was told that on Trophy Room there is a phrase that is used for when <laughs> you play a game for whatever reason you can't get the platinum trophy. I don't know if it's time, errors, issues, what happens. Lack of skill. So you play another game to get an easy platinum trophy, and you call it a symbolic platinum. Yes. Okay, so... You're such a nerd. This is probably... I've gone through a lot of shit in the past couple months, guys. This is probably (laughs) the dumbest thing I've heard. (laughs) Like... And someone the so, Bobert lady did what she did. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is way worse than he Bobert. He was reaching across the aisle. What are you talking about? So, shout out to no Wally over at, over at Nerd Chat um, because yeah, we were talking about this while playing Halo one night. And I said, I said, I think you're making this up. 
And he said, no. He said, ask Joe next time you guys do cast co-op. They talk about this. And I, I thought to myself, surely, we, surely this can't be true. Because we're all got a lot of things going on in life, obviously, by our nine-week absence here. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have limited time to play games. There's amaz- more amazing games and experiences than you could even play to begin with. Right. Why would anyone ever waste time playing some random game to get a meaningless digital picture that has no bearing on anything. I don't understand it. I need help. Just yeah, Miranda, I, your thoughts. <laughs> okay. So most of the time I do it when the trophy is glitched. So like there has been a few times where like, for example, Callisto protocol, rest in peace, King, uh, oh, the trophy <laughs> was glitched. One of the um, collectible trophies, just, it just didn't like one of the collectibles didn't count. And I know I knew I picked it up too. Um, and it pissed me off. I was like, well, now I did all the things to get the platinum and I'm screwed. Right. So I go over and I see like a, you know, Radalika game that takes five minutes of platinum and I take five minutes. I platinum. You know, why? Usually nine times. Uh, you, so, I did all the effort. I did all the stuff to do the thing. No, but you, you explain the process. You didn't explain yeah. the why. Cause it was because a trophy like to level see- to go higher. Yeah. Well, I'll go boop. I want the little. <laughs> it's a dopamine. So hit, you know, you know, being the old guy around, which I am, um, I have peers who say a lot of negative things about the younger generation, sure. and I usually defend them, and I say, yeah. no, they'll be fine. Different generation, different upbringing, but we're not going to be the old guys that get old and criticize the younger generation. We're better than that, right? They're going to be just fine. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> i'm really not sure i'm worried i gotta be honest i gotta so be like honest for, so like for example uh for spider-man right you can auto pop the the trophy to get the platinum on the ps5 version on the remaster i did that it feels good it feels nice i mean that's just turning that's on the different. game and getting a trophy that that's different i think that's, I, I think different. that's okay you were right. seeking out the symbolic yeah. platinum yeah. i think is what yeah. i'm saying because the thing and, was and, and have you have you, you paid money uh, for these cheap games to do this? Sure, but it's not a lot of money. I'm not spending. Listen, I'm not spending anything more than a dollar to get my my quick hit, and I'm not making it like my personal mission. Kyle really has a problem. He has a ton of cheap plats. He just likes to see the little. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's a problem behavior. Okay, what I'm saying, what I got is just a little issue. <laughs> It's it's all problem behavior. Let's be honest. That's fair. yeah. Anyway, I don't want to spend that much time on it, but um, seek help. All right, boys. My mic's I... glitching, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it. Don't worry about it. I know. Okay. It's, okay. it's the same thing I was telling you about the other night, Joe. It's the same same kick out. It's like a shorted mm. wire. It sounds like mm. so. a shorted wire. No, I think I know what it is. All right. Well, while he's messing around with that, I will. I'm say... a ghost, but we can't fix that, so we're gonna move on. Yeah. I will say. Uh, I want to just right now. We... I was in the middle of a point, but it's fine. Go ahead. But do I sound crackly? Uh, give me like a, a like a steady tone. Oh, sure. Uh, Luke's mom looks nice naked. Luke's mom looks nice naked. You sounded fine. All right, great. I don't agree, but you sound fine. I mean, she's got a lot of cellulite <laughs> and a lot of calluses, and you'd be surprised where the calluses are. <laughs> uh, How does that spot even get rubbed that much? friction a lot of friction <laughs> <laughs> all right look continue real great to be back with y'all 
so video games <laughs> okay so i i love uh that this week is our week back because we, there are massive leaks there are showcases yeah. we have a, a game that's returning from uh or, or i guess you would say finally achieving its potential which is so cool it's getting redemption in the eyes of so many um but i will note that just because of life i have not had a chance to play a lot of the stuff recently like i to me the silly season started with immortals of avium which is criminally underplayed i think um genuinely a good game that unfortunately kind of just hit at the wrong time and then starfield hit and starfield caught me off guard because i was not expecting to love this game that's not my kind of game right i'm still loving starfield and and it's keeping me from wanting to even start cyberpunk which we were we were fortunate enough to get access to early logan did all that i haven't had time but like i don't know how i'm gonna have time to do cyberpunk and finish starfield and enjoy the crew which is amazing uh and mm -hmm. enjoy alan wake which i'm so excited for and spider-man which really had me sold after the last uh little bit that i saw and i try not to watch stuff i don't know how some people are keeping up but this is truly and i we said this nine weeks ago the best year in video games bar none yeah immortals of avium couldn't make a dent and it's a great game, I think. I feel I feel feel really bad for them because if you're not aware of and you're listening, right? They laid off half of their studio, mm -hmm. which was a new studio set up with industry veterans to make this game that they've been working on for like three and a half, four years. And mm -hmm. Luke and others, it it wasn't the highest rated game, but I heard a lot of positive things about it. Mm -hmm. And uh just a shame, man. It's just I think what was it? Alone in the Dark basically came out and said, "We're not launching in October. That makes right. no sense. Leave, leave yeah. us out of it." So they right. they pushed to January, and it's like that was smart because mm -hmm. they would just get buried. There's too many. There's too many grade A, top grade A titles to play right now. Had AVM launched when it was supposed to, I think they would have been fine. You're but right. It's, it's a testament. Like if if AVM come out in 2001, we'd be like, or 2021, 21, 22. We would have been there was a dry like a, a rough year we would have been like mm, maybe do we think about this one mm -hmm. uh and it's just a testament to the year that that it's it's so such talent can be just so easily overlooked <clears throat> um and it kind of bums me out to see studios formed yeah. created yeah. for that purpose because by all intents and purposes from what i gather this wasn't one of the situations where like you're mad at management you're mad at uh people misbehaving in the office or doing bad things it just didn't work out and that stinks. Yeah. Um, the yeah. mini games closed. They they made uh, Desperados and Shadow Gambit and stuff. Yep. Their game came out, did well, and then mm, yep. a bummer. I think. Yeah, a big bummer. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it is a testament to this year where a good game, legitimately good game, doesn't make a dent because it's mm -hmm. surrounded by stellar games, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, it, I don't think that game got a great shake. And I'm sorry, there's a whole bunch of dogs barking. Uh, if you hear that on, over the mic, but like there are so many great games that's surrounded by like you had Baldur's Gate, you had Armored Core, you had CS Stars, you had Starfield all mm -hmm. around it. And it just like how like you're right. How do you keep up? Well, you just try to keep your head above water and just play what you're playing, because like mm -hmm. I'm kind of with Luke. You know, I was excited for Starfield. Right. I got the controller and everything, but it wasn't like my most anticipated game. And now right now, almost 50 hours in, it's mm -hmm. my game of the year same you know same so awesome. it's yeah it's um it's just great and now i'm playing liza p and that ripped me away from starfield and i'm loving that and then next week cyberpunk so it's just it now we're getting to the point where every week there's going to be hopefully a great game uh on the horizon so it's just 
it's it, we're, we're blessed for great games though it seems like some folks are struggling out there spoiled if, for choice yeah yeah if yeah. chat would tell us what y'all are playing right now because i'm genuinely yeah. curious there's so many options and what you're looking forward to like what makes you put down x or y um yeah i don't want to have a starfield conversation uh focus because we've got so much other stuff but i will ask um to both of you to me starfield is my game of the year which i was not expecting in any way shape or form this is the the most and this isn't meant to be a diss or the most eight out of 10 game of the year for me I've ever had because it's not the pieces, like the pieces of it are not perfect. They're not great, but they come together to be great. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Cause yeah. uh, funny enough, you're arguing right along the lines with Travis. That's kind of his point. He said he mm-hmm. would have rated this game an eight, but mm-hmm. he has over 200 hours in it. Um, and he just, you know, he got access early, but, um, he's just loving it. He did some work for it, like guides and stuff, but he just really loves it. Um, and I know, uh, I'll speak for him here, Pompa in the chat who, you know, I play a lot of Halo with, we talk every day. Um, he was expecting to play same as you guys expecting to play it, not expecting to just love it. And I'm pretty sure he's over a hundred hours by now, like easy. So, um, yeah, I think that's happening to a lot of people and I I've got about 40 hours in it and then I got pulled away with other things um but i think it's very clear like in 40 hours i feel like i'm barely scratching the surface and i think the beautiful thing about these types of bethesda experiences right is that they you're right there you can nitpick you can point at things that aren't the best they're not you know they don't do cinematics as well as some games they don't do gunplay as well as some games all these things but the sandbox experience you get from these games is timeless Mm -hmm. and there's very few games very few game companies that make games like it. And that's why Oblivion lives on. It's why Skyrim lives on. It's like Fallout lives on because no one else is competing in that space at the level of freedom and kind of just general antics you can mm-hmm. do in these games. Um, yeah. And it, that's what makes them so fun. You kind of make the experience your own. 100%. Yeah. Like I'm almost 50 hours in and I've barely touched the mainline story because I've gotten distracted by like the Crimson Fleet or the Freestar yeah. Collective and mm-hmm. like and like doing personal quests uh for my wife Andresia. So like it's just a whole bunch <laughs> of like I just get uh, like ripped away and I I kind of agree with Luke where it's like th- for me it's like it's the game of the year that's an 8.5 right like for me mm-hmm. like as I'm as I'm playing it cuz like there are some problems with it like the same problems I had with Cyberpunk 1.0 where it's like the skill tree doesn't feel meaningful at all um like it feels like it's locking away like just quality of life things it's not making me feel more badass it's like this is something I should have had from the start, like just putting mods on my gun, my gun. Um, you know, the exploration is hit or miss in terms of like landing on a planet. It just kind of feels like it's just one, you know, flat plane with some rocks and stuff. Like I, I've run into the same outpost uh, a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it, I, I forget who said this because I would love to give them credit. It's not the exploration that rips me away. It's the stories uh, that are that are leading me to the exploration bits that are mm-hmm. ripping me away from it. Um, and that's what makes this game so great for me is because I'm just role playing like I'm the Mandalorian. So I'm just and I'm, I'm a Jedi. A, yeah, and I'm I'm doing a job after a job, and that's how I'm going through Starfield, and that's how I'm enjoying myself. But like. I've been saying as much as I love this game, I could see where people criticize it for its exploration, 
um, because that's maybe how you wanted to experience Starfield. And um, it's not that. And I could see how that portion could be disappointing if that's what you're leaning in on. Um, but Starfield's also that beautiful game where I could have <laughs> be 40 hours in and have a vastly different experience from yeah. you or, or Luke. You know? I, I, re- I referenced Ains on a recent XEP uh, several times, actually. Yeah, and I was listen. making... Yeah, 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 listen here. here. Um, lazy lately. I know. Season gaming has not been updated in quite a while. It's a little, right, you know what? Let's yeah. just not focus let's, on let's yeah, up. Let's not focus. The payday three re- reviews just went up. Calm down. Y'all see any news stories? That's all I'm saying. Shut um, up. <laughs> so I referenced Ains recently uh, in talking about Starfield because to make the point, Joe, that you're making, I can see why where some reviewers could have have a seven out of 10 experience. I don't agree with my personal stuff, but it reminds me of Ains when he talks about sea of thieves, mm-hmm. because Joe, you and I have had so many moments in sea of thieves that are just so unique to that game that happened dynamically because of the situation and what was happening and all the factors around it. And if you have none of those factors and you sail to an Island and nothing happens, you kill a skelly, you walk back, sell it. And that's it. Or, Seven out of ten. Six out of ten. Five out of ten. Right? And it it reminded me of how Ains talks about Sea of Thieves. That's where I see some people in Starfield. Like, if the the Crimson Fleet doesn't warp in at a Mm -hmm. a crucial moment, or you aren't into talking in this one particular story, or uh, something as tragic as, like, your mother passed away, and you don't want to hear the mother storyline or something, you're not going to go take any joy out of going to eat with your a a random grandma on a ship. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, yeah, and so that's the game. I feel it, like I need to blow her up. I keep running into her. I'm ready to attack, I, dude. <laughs> her and Sam Co. I just put out a YouTube short about my hate for Sam Co. I hope he dies. <laughs> I just hope he dies. I just, <laughs> I want to murder that mother. Tell you one, but but that's the I, thing is like the the experiences are so unique. Ains yeah, that, that's why I call it a sandbox game because like there's not. If you look at individual aspects of the gameplay, you're going to be easily pointing to other games and genres that do it better. Um, Mm -hmm. But put all those things together in an open sandbox and just you give the tools to the player. And I remember I was talking to Cog when we were in L.A. Mm -hmm. And as we were watching the presentation, the long one, you know, the 45 minute one, we were like, you can play this game however you want to play it. And what I found is um, I, for instance, want to start smuggling stuff. So, like, I immediately kind of started grinding to get shielded cargo on my ship and be able to kind of sneak things in and out. And all I do is sneak around and steal shit. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just have fun doing that. Like, it doesn't even lead to anything, really. Um, But it's just fun doing my game. I've never done it. At the end of every (laughs) space battle, I always I'm always boarding that ship. Like I always try to save the biggest one for last and then I dock them. And then I just, I'm killing that whole crew. Like that is, that is like, I actually, I'm a big fan of the space combat. I think there's obviously some things that they can, they can fix, but like for a first draft, it feels mm-hmm. really good. It feels really good. I love yeah. the, the VAT system in space thing that they got going on, but like that's how I'm playing. It. Oh, my I never God. use it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just again. I'm the Mando. I'm just going in. I'm just solving problems. I like that Kevin in chat said. I'm a space cop. You better come try and find me, then, Kev. You're not going to get me. <laughs> See, I and, and Kevin is playing. At least last I heard on, on uh, Project X Talk. Um, last I heard, 
He's playing with only swords and melee. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Gross. He's a cop with swords. And like I would cap that fool. <laughs> like <laughs> from a distance, I'm sniping people. That's how I want to. I snipe people. Like that's what I like. Silence yeah. weapons all the time. I tried to sneak yeah. for a while, but you don't get XP that way. No, I'm a pistol and a shotgun guy. Like I have a few like assault weapons. Like there's a weapon you get at the end of the Crimson Fleet, which is like just so much fun. It's just a bullet hose, though. Uh, but like I usually have like the revolver and a shotgun, and a that's revolver. how I'm playing it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I'm like, pretty what, much like a pistol guy pistol that, most of the time too. Pistol yeah, and sniper. Pistol that packs a, pack, I don't know that I've a seen bunch. a revolver. Oh yeah, yeah. it's there. Huh. It looks it looks like the last word too. That's why I like it so much. Mm. Cool, because the last cool. word is one of my favorite weapons for sure. So I said I didn't want to have a Starfield conversation, but I'm having fun. Yeah. Um, OBM in chat uh, asking about third person or, or I know saying it's third play for through, and then some person saying they're playing in third person. I bounce between third and first person. I play That's third gross. person until it's time to shoot, then I switch to first person. I'm always, always first. first. Always first. I See, try I to for literally thirty seconds. Really? Yeah, no, can't do it. It's yeah. a Bethesda game. What, it has to be first person. <laughs> um i much like gotham knights i don't even notice the third per, third fr 30 frames per second after like five minutes like i'm done like it's not an art it's a non-issue it, really? non it didn't bother it didn't bother me at all when i started either i will say obviously now playing on my super rig here is ridiculous and it's super smooth but like when i was playing on xbox it didn't bother me at all yeah yeah and on series s works just fine um which really just means the Baldur's gate devs are lazy i'm bringing that joke back we're nine weeks out boys i had to get it in. So you guys can just pack that back a month that's when that was funny okay fair, fair. there we go, there we go. but um, um oh, go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say yeah I, I got started on starfield and then um got about 40 hours in and then got the crew motorfest mm. which i'll quickly mention because um that game deserves i think more attention it seems to be doing extremely well according to ubisoft but yes um I love but that. um it is it is really really good like if you're if you're one of those people like even i was at the very start and the, the demo or the beta when i played it that was just blowing it off as a forza a horizon clone which it is in some ways and i write about that in my review but once you get past like the once you get past the initial few hours and you start to get into the meat of it you start to see where it separates its stuff itself from forza and uh it kind of really creates this this unique experience that was a ton of fun Played the hell out of that two weeks ago. Um, put my review up. I gave it an 8.5 and uh, said you really, you know, oh, if you like Forza or you like the open world racer, you owe it to yourself to check that game out for sure. Yeah, I, I have a decent okay. amount of time in that. And like on the trophy room, I say it's like it is like for me, we have Forza at home kids and mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. Like if you're no. a PlayStation player and you're looking for a game that is close to a, a Horizon like, uh, you know, experience. This is what you're going to get here, and it's competent in what it does. Like, there are a few things missing, it feels like, but, like, overall, it's a it's a really great game. I'm I'm really happy to see the success from the crew. Really happy. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't have, I think, as much time, but, like, we we were playing it. We got, we, we got it. I think uh, Logan's got more time in it. But I'm so excited for it, and I say this with full sincerity. I want PlayStation gamers to play this game. Mm -hmm. Because the Forza Horizon formula is extremely fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Now the YouTubers I could do without. 
Um, <laughs> like I skip all that, but like I really enjoyed the formula, and it's so smooth to play. And and mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend like I can review the game. I've not put enough time to truly do that. But I can tell you, first impressions are just such. It's joyful playing Forza Horizon yeah. is joyful. <clears throat> You're rewarded for whatever you do. I hate drifting, so I never drift. But I'm still yeah. advancing. I'm not a drifter play. either. Yeah, but the the cool the when it really opens up is like the island that they recreated of Wahoo's really good. Like they did a fantastic job of that, and you get to the point where in real time, and you you remember on Twitter last week that clip was going around showing the Spider Man loading and then the Forza Horizon loading. Yes, you remember that Mm-mm. the crew beats them both, and oh, I, yeah. I wanted to post it. Like you can literally when you you switch instantly between vehicles so you just drive right and you click the thumbstick and say i want to switch to the plane and your car just goes whoop and turns into the plane and yep. you take off yep. and then you can turn into your boat and everything but if you fast travel like say you you're in your car and you say i want to go to this hub and fast travel it doesn't even there's no even intermediary screen your car just instantly appears in the other location it's it's oh, literally no. instant. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's it's really really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, and it I like how fun. some some of the some some of like the obstacles you see in the in the real world. It's like there's like a ramp, and then there's like um a unrealistic like ring to like jump through. And I'm just looking at that, going, "Ooh!" And I'm the plane. Like like the <laughs> yeah, idea exactly. is like to just ramp off when, when when I'm in my car, then just turn into the plane like I'm Optimus yep. Prime and get that like ring. It's like. That's a really that's a really nice feeling. Yeah, they, yeah, it's fun game, as shit. That game's so much fun, dude. It's so really much. good. Can't yeah, don't sleep it. on it. If you're sleeping on it right now, Ubisoft games go on sale quickly, and they're gonna go on sale as these other games hit. For sure. Get the crew Motorfest. It's it's great. Um, there's a lot to recommend. Like I would say, don't skip Avium as well. I think it's a fun shooter. Uh, crew Motorfest is great. I was playing the the TMNT DLC. That's mm-hmm. legitimately great. Um, I talked nice. to. Uh, to elu about that um mm. whatnot because i got to have i got to talk to the devs again which was a blast but but like i love tmnt the tlc is great right like <laughs> i don't have time and i'm having so much fun but there's so much to recommend to people not to miss yeah already mm-hmm. and that's the the, yeah. the most fun part the like this is the best. Pee, baby so tell me okay so are you liking Life i haven't even i haven't been able to start it yet <laughs> guys it i'm Bloodborne? really i, I yeah but it's it's not like uh you know what i said on the trophy room i think speaks to how i feel it which is this is the first game that i've played that's a a soulsborne game uh that's not a from software game or not even a team ninja game that feels unique enough that it's doing something different with the genre like to me i do feel like this is someone that really loved bloodborne and they loved sekiro and they wanted to build upon those games um so it was kind of like hey how do we build a system that acts like bloodborne or like what was like a system like the uh regenerative health it's like how can we build around that aspect but do it better not differently just to be different but like what's improvements that we can have here um you know the weapon building it's i already see it the glimpse of it of just going whoa there is probably easily a hundred plus weapon variants you can make in this game let alone like the the arm ability that you have um yeah currently my favorite one's like the hook shot Uh, it's the first one that you get and it's it's great to pull mobs away from people um but it's it's 
it's doing something different. And I and I love that while it's inspired by Bloodborne, it has its own DNA. And yeah, for the Sekiro elements, a lot of a lot of the game is about making that perfect parry, which took me a very long time to learn. Mm-hmm. Sekiro is rough, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really <clears throat> loving it. And I feel like I'm burning through it because again, I'm four bosses down now. And I got this game uh like a day ago. So I've mm. that's all I've been playing. Like to, awesome. to prepare for my impressions on the trophy room. I easily put 10 hours into it. Okay. So it's um, I've heard uh Travis told me because Travis reviewed it. Yeah. He I'm pretty sure he said you can beat it in about 20 hours is the game like. Yeah, I can I can see that. That's the right I, amount of time to play a game right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I saw Wes a, over at Game Informer said he put like forty because he did. It's got supposedly like multiple endings, so like different yeah. features and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a really special game. So I, I really want to uh, round eight and NeoWiz, I believe, is, are the developers slash publisher yes. to this. Congratulations, y'all, because this this is this is a game, and they also play with the mechanic of the 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 old lore that is Pinocchio in a really interesting way. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun time. It really is. I, I think that's really cool about taking. I love that they took that classic story because I think Pinocchio obviously is most famous for the Disney Pinocchio, but the actual story of Pinocchio has a much darker kind of meaning to it. And I think that uh, playing on that theme in in coordination with the other elements you mentioned is really cool. Good idea. And And I feel like and I know this is going to be very weird. I know that they're going for like the Bloodborne aesthetic, but to me, when I look at the game and like the enemies that I'm fighting, I actually get more of a Bioshock vibe of how mm. like twisted everything has become. At, at least aesthetically, that's what mm. I'm getting. So I'm I, again, I'm really, really digging the game. I'm going to beat it before I have to get into cyberpunk i don't know about the platinum but i'll definitely <laughs> well you can always get a uh whatever the stupid fucking symbolic name there's yeah, symbolism to it um what was i gonna say i uh, i've had it installed since before launch i pre-installed it and i still haven't touched it because i've just been tied up with reviews so um i'm super excited to get into it soon i don't know when but soon <sighs> too many games so you know what i gotta talk about now right I had a question, but are you ready to transition? Go, go, go. go. Okay, so my question is for Joe. Um, now that you have all these alternatives, is blood, and I'm not being flippant, is Bloodborne that great now yes. that you've had Elden Ring, <laughs> Lies of P? Stop. I feel like it's been done better in so many places stop. based on what you say. You really sound stupid when you talk. And I okay, think you need to stop. so. So is are is that your nostalgia? Luke, Luke, yes. you do sound stupid, but you also didn't say symbolic platinum, so I'm giving you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, call me, call me the F down symbolic platinum. Please, please. I feel so like I sound perfectly sane when I say it. It's been done. It, you the way you talk, it's been done better. <clears throat> Nobody's done Arkham Knight for me better. That's my favorite game, right? <clears throat> yeah, has it uh, been done better for you? No, no, no. Bloodborne, even at its 30 FPS, I will take Bloodborne any any day of the week. Um, Over and, and that, Liza P, you mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I understand where you're getting at because 
the genre has evolved so much since mm-hmm. Bloodborne. Where like I could go to Bloodborne now and go, this is easy as all hell. I could beat Father Gascoigne on the first try. I could get to the fourth boss in under an hour. Like that's mm-hmm. how memorized I have it. But um, at the same exact time, uh, I feel like there's a lot you can do with a sequel. And I think some quality of life, uh, you know, changes, whether in a remaster or remake, 60 FPS would do that game uh, justice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think there's anybody that's done it better. I just like how Lies of P is doing it, but doing it differently. They're forging their own path, but they're taking inspirations, um, you know, from uh, yeah. previous games. I uh, I haven't played Lies of P, like I just said, but... um. No, I would agree with you that Bloodborne, you know, I, I think um, Elden Ring's a better game than Bloodborne. But if you're looking at Bloodborne for what it is, more of an action-focused Souls game um, with that gothic style and just beautifully memorable um, environments, no one's touched it yet. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's still, I'm still, I'm with Joe. I'm not as high on the on the uh, meter as Joe is. I don't think anyone is, but I'm still just dying for the announcement of a remaster or Bloodborne 2. Um, Bloodborne 2 on PS5, like in the vein of the remake for Demon Souls with that type of feel. Yeah, that's a takeoff of work for a week type of game right there. Yeah. You you guys will have to check out, like, check on me if, if I, I probably will die. <laughs> I, like you will see me cry at that announcement you it's know fine I mean? joe like, at your funeral it. i'll post up a picture of my symbolic platinum for you don't worry thank you thank you hey welcome this is what you, i got before we talk about you dying um yeah. it's been nine weeks joe and i'm, yeah. this, I'm just make this personal it's been nine weeks Ains, since we, <laughs> we chatted personal. um yeah joe's been doing some life transformation and oh. i want you to i want to shout out your progress i'm oh. dead ass serious thanks buddy tell people tell people I lost 38 pounds. Everybody clap. Yeah. Hell yeah. No one's clapping. Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's been crushing it. He's been oh, we easy. talked about it a few weeks ago, but I hadn't had an update. 38 pounds is a lot, dude. Nice job. Yeah. The the last two weeks, I haven't been able to to do much because I got plantar fasciitis. I can't pronounce mm-hmm. the word. On your feet. Uh, on, my, on my foot. Fasciitis. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to get new insoles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Humble brag. I got a manicure today and they rubbed my feet. It was very nice. <laughs> I took a nice little knee day. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm I'm re- ready to get back out there and share my progress because I love seeing people cheer me on and seeing like people like going, "Hey, you've inspired me to do, uh, you know, to make some some much needed changes." So I, I love to see that. So I can't wait to get back out there now, knowing that I got better shoes and better you know ways of tackling it. Uh, I also <laughs> got my gym membership as well. Nice. So and me me and the 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 you know the the lady friend. Oh, whoa, whoa. We're, we're oh, already, yep. we're already it's starting been to nine weeks. Out. Yeah, Ooh, mom's getting jealous. Shut I heard up. about it. Stop I heard about it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. it. He was telling me before the show. I got some some details. I said those are going to yeah. be pretty kids that have to me? run from the cops. But you know, well, <laughs> me and Desert Rose, you know, <laughs> some well earned wins. Let's put it that way. Some real well earned wins. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So like we're 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 planning our like attack for like the gym and stuff. So I'm I'm excited, man. It's it's. I'm feeling good. good. Stuff, uh, my knees don't hurt as much. Now I just got to lose 50 more and I'm going to feel real good about myself. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing though. Like <clears throat> with that type of progression is once you start to recognize, you get over that initial hump and you start to recognize and feel the actual difference in just your day to day with energy, with movement, with 
sex with you know the things you do oh trust um, me Luke, luke's mom <laughs> she has noticed you know? have a girlfriend now where do you think the calluses luke's came from mom. luke i mean exactly. come on come on um all right do i'll take think, us back in a normal think direction i have a separation in my mustache out of genetics no it's out of friction <laughs> sorry it rubbed off right. i'm trying i'm trying friction. i rubbed off all right um <clears throat> Anyway, the game I have to talk about. Um, yes. So I, I went from Starfield, I reviewed the crew, and now I'm reviewing, my formal review will be out tomorrow of uh, Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk. Um, boys, it's possible Cyberpunk's going to be my game of the year. Yeah. Can it, can, can it be? Uh, in, in I don't care. Got it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I like, that, I like that logic. Yeah. But, yeah. you know... Um, can I ask you questions or do you want to, of course. Okay. So, Uh, I mean, I, I'll, let me talk about it briefly. Um, so obviously everyone knows that the 2.0 update came out today. Phantom Liberties on Tuesday, I think, um, officially they did this, you know, they did similar kind of like they did with Witcher, right? They had these big broad updates and then blood and wine kind of expanded the overall game. Um, Phantom Liberty and many of us who have played the hell out of Witcher three and all the expansions multiple times, right? You'll hear many people say Blood and Wine is the best video game expansion ever made. Uh, it's yeah. definitely in that top five, if it you know it should be. Um, this is Cyberpunk's Blood and Wine. Um, it is that good. Like the story and the cinematics and the narrative that go with Idris Elba's character uh, Solomon Reed and that whole kind of spy aspect and what you get into it. Jesus, all right. It's uh, lightning really bad, so if I suddenly disappear, you'll know what happened. Okay. Um, it's Couldn't fantastic. It right <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lightning, guys. It's constant. Um, <clears throat> and then, like, not only does it, similar to Blood and Wine, not only does it give you this fantastic story and new characters, and it's, like, extensive, too. I already have 17, 18 hours into it since in the past nice. five days or something. Um, but it then gives you a whole new region of Night City, Right, which is kind of unique, has its own personality, has its own fixer, has its own side things you can do, and then lays on top of that the 2.0 update, which you know kind of changes the core game and, and makes a lot of things different. It is just spectacular. It is absolutely fantastic. It is amazing to see. I already had a lot of love for this game. I know we've talked about it a lot on the show, and um, I already thought it was an excellent game at its core. Um, this is definitely taking it to that. Uh, what I put in my review is timeless. This is a masterpiece now. Um, it, it is. Nice. It's up there with the best of the best. Nice. Oh my Dude. god, that gets me so excited because it's it's so good. As it I fell so in love with the game, you know, a year ago when it got really good. Um, <laughs> I and you mean when PS5 you actually it. played it and learned what I said about yeah, the characters, and it, and it didn't crash all the time on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I got <laughs> I got past the prologue. You know, where the game wouldn't, you know, just die every time I met Johnny Silverhand. Hey, Joe, well, can I ask him something before you make your point? Because I think sure. it is relevant. Please. Ains, does this make you look back on the launch version differently now that you've played 2.0 and Phantom Liberty? No. In fact, I was, I was, I was kind of getting annoyed. You know me well enough with this stuff. I was kind of getting annoyed at all the chatter. And I put this in my review of, right, now it's a good game. Um, no, like the core experience of this game, the vast majority of the game that you will play on Tuesday or whenever, whoever you play it next 
was already there. You were already yeah. playing it. Um, the revisions are awesome. The skill tree revisions and the cyberware revisions in particular, I really enjoy. I think it allows for more kind of better character building for yourself from an RPG perspective. And some of the quality of life stuff is great, of course. But let's be honest, that's not the fundamental game, right? The fundamental game was already there and has been there. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess the short answer is no. I still think it was an excellent game at launch. I stand by everything I've said about it over the past couple of years in my initial review. But no doubt, no doubt that, I mean, this should be obvious, three years of updates and expansion and everything else. It's a better game now, no doubt. Yeah. And I think, like, when we talk about, like, the redemption story of this game, I think, Ains, you are right to a degree, where it's like, this game has been great for a really long time. Like, I would argue, not at launch, because I couldn't play it past the prologue, but, like, after its patches, I would say, like, for over a year and a half now, this has been a solid game. You know, they've they've, they've done their time, they've paid their dues, and it's been a solid game. It's been a great game. And um, and now to see its redemption, I like it. Uh, I like to see it. I love to see it. But the thing that I don't like to see is your right, AIDS. It's like, oh, finally, it's great. It's like, no, I I would try to rephrase that of like, now this is now this is the 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 time to truly jump in, right? If you're hesitant. yeah, if you have, I mean, obviously, yeah, if you haven't played it, obviously now's the time. But I mean, like. I think people forget, and I, I debated talking about this in my review, but people forget that Witcher kind of took the same arc, right? And Witcher 3 is widely considered one of the greatest games, if not the greatest games of all time. It had the same arc. It had all kinds of issues at launch. They completely redesigned the UI in that game. Mm -hmm. Like, it took a while to get it to where it is now. But I think, I would say it's a testament to CD Projekt Red. Now, I'm not forgiving the Xbox One and PS4 launches, you know, everything we've talked about a million times. Consoles, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a testament because they could have they made profit on day one. They talked about that, right? They made their money. They could have washed their hands of it and said, "Oh well, we'll we'll do some basic patches and then we're done with it." They didn't. They've spent the last three years refining it and refining it and refining it and building what I think is one of the best expansions, if not the best expansion to a game I've ever played. Um, with Idris Elba. I mean, Idris Elba is a great A Hollywood star. Um, and he's fantastic. And he's not game. like phoning it in, going, ah, No, he is a huge part of the expansion. Right. And his voice acting, it's it's not as good as Megan Fox in Mortal Kombat, but it's <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, what a disappointment. But his uh it's fantastic. And like, yeah, I could I could ramble on and on, but I'm very excited for people to jump in uh, next week when it goes live officially. If you're on the fence about it, don't be. Jump over that fence and run um, and get ready to really enjoy it. It is fantastic. Uh, real quick, Rob Frawley, what's up, dude? He said, are you playing on PC? Yes, I'm playing at max everything with full path tracing. So literally the top you can play it at. It is mind-boggling. Nice. A game shouldn't look that good. Um, it doesn't make any sense. You can see the pictures I put on Twitter, but you have to remember Twitter compression is horrible. So, like, they look good on Twitter, uh, oh, but just while we were away, they changed the name. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they should just call it shitter. Like, it's yeah. shittier. That's what it is. Um, Dude, algorithm. But, um, me. but uh, it's fan yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited for more people to check it out. We will have my formal review going up tomorrow, both uh, video and written. 
So yeah, I, I, you know, we're already having talks about our game of the year conversation with uh, Kyle and I, uh, and this is pre COVID. So like he, he's going through it right now, but we're, we're debating like, <clears throat> could, should cyberpunk phantom Liberty be in talks for like best RPG of the year? Like, should it be in that category? Cause it is a DLC, but I, I definitely feel like for me, if it's expansive enough, it so should how be. big is it? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the question to ask is how big is it? Yeah. Um, and well, f- I'll find out in a week. I just, I can't wait, man. I really can't. And right. should I be? Putting... Hey, sorry guys. How, what you said, how big is it? I was responding to a comment. You said, how big is it? How big is what? Well, the, well, the, the expansion, expansion. Did, would determine like, should it win RPG? Should it win this? I think it determines. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's big, man. Different than the expansion. It, even it is. It should and... be linked. Not, not pay linked, but like mentally linked yeah yeah so it's kind of funny because i see a lot of reviews out there that are kind of they say phantom liberty review but they're kind of reviewing Mm 2.0 and so in my review my review is of phantom liberty and then Mm -hmm. what i comment on is how 2.0 layers on top of that uh so i'm i'm separating kind of that in my review one last question have you played are you playing like a uh a uh, you know brand new playthrough of the game or are you starting from your latest yeah it's, working in? It, it's a good question so one i would highly recommend if you're playing on one more than one platform log into gog.com and get your cloud saves enabled because they have full cross saving now nice. so i i had a, a game on pc i had started months back earlier this year when i got the new pc so i had about six hours in and i was still in the prologue so i finished the prologue did a few more missions but i still couldn't start phantom liberty so phantom liberty you what they're doing is you can either use a save that you have from late in the game previously or if you buy the expansion you can use a pre-loaded save they're going to give you to just jump right into the expansion if you oh, want to do it that way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but as a reviewer, you didn't get that. So what I did was I tried to play for a few hours with my five-hour save, beat the prologue, and then start it. I couldn't. So then mm. what I did was I pulled over my 130-plus hour save off of Xbox, put it in the cloud, launched it on PC, and started Phantom Liberty that way. So the, lo- the short answer is I'm using my kind of main game save to play. Okay, cool. Cool, because I know they add a new ending to the game uh-huh. if you beat that. So, and you can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Yeah, new end. You know, I can't. Well, I mean, I can, but I'm not going to. Um, oh, no spoilers, release? obviously, in my review. But I just hope he just enters inside me. I mean, what? <laughs> my my so understanding good. is, it is is not in there to the extent that Keanu was, but it's certainly not phoned in. Okay. Well, it's kind of weird because Keanu, obviously, Johnny continues, right? He's still, he's still in it, and there's new parts of him in it, right? With mm-hmm. him, he's still with you along the way. But like Solomon or Idris' uh, character is, he's part of the core narrative of the main story of the expansion. Okay. But you're with him and working, talking to him a lot, like a lot. Okay. A lot. Okay. I, you I, literally do missions with him, and oh man, it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited, man. I just so hope like, I could beat it before Mirage. <laughs> well, so so I'd like question. to ask th- that question. I don't want to put down Starfield yet. I'm not ready. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this in a way that I wasn't expecting. I want to play Spider-Man and Alan Wake. 
I want to play <laughs> Sonic Superstars. I'm enjoying my TMNT DLC and a few other small and the crew. Can I wait on Phantom Liberty? What a dumb question. I mean, I get it. I'm the symbolic <laughs> trophy guy. Um, what a truly dumb question. Yeah, I no. mean, obviously you can. I. It depends how much you are into. You know, I love Cyberpunk. Like, it's one of my favorite games. So, like, getting back into that in this new revised, you know, 2.0 and then getting this new story that is so good has been amazing to me. But if you're not as big of a fan, then sure, wait. Um, I mean, you may be a dumb dumb. I don't know, but um, well, you know, like in Spider Man, there's something that's going to get spoiled quickly if mm. I don't play it. You oh, know what gotcha. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. What I, was I mean, saying. the narr it is narrative heavy in this expansion for the main for the main story. So mm -hmm. you know, I hope not, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know. I will tell you this, and I don't mean to say this is any sort of dig or anything else, but at since getting back into cyberpunk i haven't missed starfield even for a second wow not even for okay. a second that's right. telling see that is very telling yeah, yeah. the gun the gunplay like i was arguing with travis on bitcast saying the gunplay in starfield is pretty good and i was enjoying it mm -hmm. now that i'm playing cyberpunk i'm like cyberpunk's so much better yeah. <laughs> it's night and day night and yeah. day more fun to play I, I mean even even playing starfield you know, I was just like, wow, this is a lot more competent of gunplay, but like, I still prefer the combat in cyberpunk. I, um, yeah. And, and now like, you know, you can build out more and, you know, I'm double jumping and dashing across the sky and shooting in slow. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so good. What's the learning curve like for someone who doesn't want to read everything? That's me. Like, I don't want, like, I'm tired a lot right now. Just because this window <laughs> of time is, I don't want to read a thousand things. What's the learning curve? Can I jump in? and be back back in cyberpunk within like an hour yes yeah okay. so one of the things i read in my review is it does a really good job if you start phantom liberty right mm -hmm. so take your current save mm -hmm. start phantom liberty um it does a really good job of it's immediate it's like bang something happens mm -hmm. um which the cinematic trailer that they released a few days ago is kind of leading into mm -hmm. um something happens you get contacted in the game and before you know it you're in and okay. the first like the first two to four hours maybe depending how fast you play i guess are pure linear narrative gameplay so it, it, it invests you into that story immediately before trying to open up into the new open world section and saying okay now you can go at your pace it invests you into it right out of the start which i think was a really good decision can i ask sure. luke a question that he can't answer because for, for folks that don't know, Luke's an English teacher. So when he's just like, can I not read? Like, I get it. I truly do. Um, <laughs> but Luke, do you as a teacher sometimes pick the dicks, dyslexic kid on purpose? <laughs> you said pick the dicks. I was like, what? <laughs> Where are we going with this? Do you, do you pick kids like me in the class who can't speak good nor read great? <laughs> so the answer, I'll, I'll gladly answer that actually. 100% yes. The goal before doing that is to build a safe space for them to feel comfortable messing up mm -hmm. so that we can get them to have those moments because you often get frustrated with your own dyslexia when you read show notes and stuff. Had you had a teacher that taught you to work through those without getting frustrated, I think you'd have been better off. So the, the serious answer to your joke question is absolutely, <laughs> but the reality is you have to build a place in which they're willing to struggle and not be embarrassed and shut down. Do I target them to embarrass them? No. 
But do I call on them to force them into learning the moment? 100% yes. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting a real answer. Yeah. Um, I'm upset. Also, your mom's out. Your, your mom's out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> does, that, does that bring it back to reality? Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. So we All talked right. about cyberpunk. We talked about. Uh, are we going to see Mrs. Lore? Look at They look like Mrs. the same Lore, person. She's in her jammy me. jams. Damn, I haven't seen her in like a week. What's up? She's she's been quite sick, actually. Um, Sorry. Yeah, she's been quite sick. Oh, good, a coffer effect. Thank you. Um, yeah, she's been. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like she's doing great. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great to see Mister Lore in the back. I guess. Um, but. Y'all, we talked about all, of, all these games. Can we talk about these leaks? Because um, Xbox wants to buy Nintendo, and they're real serious about it. <laughs> what are we? Yeah, gonna do? you, you want to start, Ains, or you want me to start? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. What are we gonna so, do? So this was the first. I God, I hate the phrase "emergency Xbox expansion pass" oh we've ever done. Like it's video <laughs> games. Calm down. Um, but we did do a, a special episode for this because it was. Uh, truly, with without exaggeration, the biggest Xbox or biggest leak in Xbox history. Yeah. A self-inflicted wound by Microsoft. Uh, one of several they've had in this generation. A generation that started strong and has had so many wins. It's pretty pretty damning, I think. Um, I downloaded the PDF because what it is for anybody that's unfamiliar, it's a hardware deck printed mm. and and uploaded from as recent as may of 2022 so it's very recent right very like this is post-covid post-production problems understanding the realities of the next eight to ten years what their plan was at the time and it was really interesting and telling um i found it very fascinating i actually very much enjoyed the transparency that was accidentally created and it made me more excited for the xbox brand in a way that I wasn't expecting to be when I, cause you know, usually when you see business insight, you're like, Oh, it's going to either bore me to death or I'm going to be like, these people are robbing us. I was actually not feeling that at all. My most appreciated moment of all of this. And then I'll let you guys jump in was the handling by Phil Spencer, who is often too often evangelized by the Xbox community as the savior of video games. When in reality, he seems to me to be a very good dude working hard at his job to do right and also running a trillion dollar uh, or part of a trillion dollar company. Yeah. It's got a job to do, right? But the we mentality, this was something Hoaglaw pointed out and that I saw him point out and I echoed. There was very much a, we're not pointing <clears> fingers. <throat> we need to fix things. We need to do this together. We dropped mm -hmm. the ball here. We're doing this well. And when the leaks happened, it was, Hey, this is never how we want plans to be shared. This isn't what we want to see happen. This isn't how our teams deserve to be spotlighted. Some things have changed. We hope to show you those things when we're ready. I liked a lot of this, despite the frustration I'm sure the team felt. Um, and I felt like they handled the release of it quite well. And it made yep. me more excited for Xbox. Is that strange? No. No. I think... Um... So a couple things I'll say on that. And I uh, so I agree. Hogue nailed it. Um, with that's what a, a real leader does. Um, you come out, you get in front of it, you take responsibility for it, and you make it about your leadership 
and you support the team. Yep. Sounds really simple. Not many leaders are very good at that. Um, so it was he Phil has always had a good way with words, typically. Um, obviously, when you communicate outwards as much as he does, you know, there's some things that, you know, it, people will call him on from time to time. But generally speaking, from a leadership communication standpoint, feels really, really good because he comes off as sincere and down to earth and speaking to the people that um, he's targeting while at the same time protecting a multi-billion dollar or trillion dollar organization's interests. Uh, that is not easy to do. Um, I do it at a much, 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 I keep saying much, lower level lower level than Phil does. Um, and I can promise you I have peers who aren't good at it. Um, the other thing I will say is it became immediately clear, not that this will surprise anyone, it became immediately clear that a lot of people who talk about games in our space don't have any corporate experience whatsoever. <laughs> they don't understand the most basic of things with how things are discussed or uh, collaborated on or talked about with executive leadership. And that's okay, but don't talk like you do because you just, it's, it's wildly apparent that you don't um, to people who know. And the emails that um, were, that were kind of pulled up and people were talking about those didn't surprise me at all. People were acting shocked and crazed no. and you saw all so these things. Stupid didn't surprise me even a little bit. And I don't say that to necessarily say I kind of have all the answers or know what Phil was aiming at. But when you're, when you're in a position like his, you're talking about a guy who just got approval to spend $70 billion mm -hmm. on an acquisition. That's yeah. larger than most companies in the world in terms mm -hmm. of money, mm -hmm. right? He has responsibilities at a far grander scale from a visionary perspective than you can imagine. And for him to say things like, yeah, we should look at purchasing Nintendo sounds outlandish to us as gamers. It's not outlandish. <laughs> it's just not. Um, right. You know, it's something to discuss. doesn't mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean he has any ill will towards Nintendo or want to conquer them or anything like that. It just means that he recognizes Nintendo as an absolute key player in the industry. And if they could take some of that pedigree and capitalize on it, then they should. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's intelligent at all in his position would be smart to do the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's it's really that simple. And I think I just, you saw, I didn't talk about this hardly at all on Twitter. I didn't engage with it mostly because I'm ridiculously busy right now and I haven't done much of anything. But the other reason is I just, some of the narratives and the people running with this stuff just to get hits and stuff out, they just have no idea what they're talking about. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's maddening to, to just read, you read a, a bit of it, and I'm just like, oh god, these people, and I just turn it off because I can't, I can't handle it. They just I don't can't. get the perspective. Yeah, like with the with the Microsoft considered buying Nintendo thing. It's like, no, this is like a guy, and I joked about it on the drove room. This is a guy from Microsoft asking Phil, like he got a bright idea one day because he heard some guy in the office got Nintendo stock, and he's just like, hey Phil, what what could could we like one day like could we buy Nintendo? You think? <laughs> like you think that's a good play and, the, and like the whole thing reads is like phil spencer is kind of like going like explaining what nintendo is <laughs> like mm -hmm. how you would like to your parent you know yeah. and letting them down easily it's like guys he's he, he's not he's not serious he's talking to this guy 
he's telling the reasons as to why it would be very difficult for him to do that. It's pretty much going, no, you dumb idiot, but in the nicest way possible, right? And, and he even says at the end, thanks for face. indulging me. Like he even yeah. says at the end of the email, like, thanks for indulging me to uh, Amy Hood, who's the CFO of Microsoft and Satya, who is obviously the CEO. I mean, those are <laughs> those are literally the two people who run Microsoft mm-hmm. um, who are, you know, he works for. Yeah. So. And it's like it, it, so it's like, yeah, it's it's wishful thinking. Anybody who's anybody who probably be like, yeah, you know, what if I ran Nintendo? What if I, you know, ran Microsoft and I could buy A, B, and C? It doesn't mean it's actually happening or the talks no. are serious. It's it's ridiculous. And I love, like, the, to me, the, the coolest things from the leaks are the insight to how these folks are operating and the conversations, how candid uh, they are, you know? So, like, to me, I'm actually, I'm getting all the information that uh that i kind of want to see how these companies kind of just move and operate so like to me when people are like at microsoft considered buying nintendo i'm like i bet a lot of people have considered buying Nintendo. i've guys i've considered buying nintendo <laughs> and fixing some things around like goddamn actually making that metroid game right it doesn't mean yeah. it's happening yeah. um it, it, it kind of it, it, it to me it outlines a couple of things um a it it, it outlines how still um how young we are in terms of like reporting and covering these aspects of gaming, right? Like, I don't know the word that's coming off, off the top of my head, but like, we're still so naive. Even the, the biggest folks in the industry that naive is the perfect word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ignorant, ignorant with its proper usage. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I think the, 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 the ones that are probably the best at navigating it are the ones that are saying the least about it. To me, I'm <laughs> looking at this and go, going, this is really interesting. I, I would like to learn more. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not reading between the lines going, oh, this, this means next week Microsoft's going to announce they've had another major act. No, it's not, that's not this at all. You know, it's just cool. We're going to get a uh, Fallout 3 remaster. Why can't we be happy about that? <laughs> I, did, I just, I, I want Xbox. I was gonna say, Big Daddy Phil, just buy Nintendo. Leave everything else alone, but their online system. Can we do that? (laughs) Just (laughs) do something better, please. Yeah. Also, um, I I do like the idea of a all digital Xbox Series X. So did I. I would have. That's a console I would have bought. Like if it was like a hundred bucks cheaper whatever i would have bought that because i i have never i don't think i ever put a disc in my series x i don't know i wouldn't buy it but i think there's a market for it for sure i like it a lot i was a little surprised to see that in the hardware deck from may 2022 recent but not so recent (laughs) yeah um i love the design of it at least based in the pictures that that you would expect good marketing design Mm -hmm. Uh oh he's got it um he's got the runner I do. I feel like I have to cough. But what I appreciated was it's visual design, but I was a little worried because it had the same price as the Series X mm. for no disc functionality. That said, better Wi-Fi, better Bluetooth and stuff. And it reminded me of the, was it the the 360 Elite? But then from the Elite, they went to the 360S uh, Slim, yes. maybe they called it. Mm-hmm. which had better Wi-Fi, it was faster, slimmer. Um, it kind of just reminded me of that. But the same core principle of being a Series X, and I thought that was 
telling because it does echo uh, Spencer's thoughts on like, we don't need a mid-gen refresh. And I freaking agree with him. Avium and Jedi Survivor are the two games I've seen push this system visually. I mean, it's obvious they don't need it when like, the. I think one of the coolest bits of like info that we got was 75% of Europeans have a Series S and not an X. So it's like, yeah, why do we like spend millions on R&D when we when it is the budget console that is the thing selling the most and it goes to show like again like the insight it it, it really just goes to show like as much as we love the 60 fps most players don't care as much as we love the true 4k well, most players don't care. as we always say twitter's not a real place yeah. um the the gaming conversations that happen there are not relevant to the mass market um real quick let me address something in the chat right now because Please. someone's annoying me uh-uh. so um for shaman you're talking about they went and pitched to talk about buying nintendo so how about talking about that whether that would be good for the industry rather than whether people are clickbaiting around it um one no one can really talk about whether that'd be good for the industry because we don't know the outcome of a magical scenario two uh people are clickbaiting around it so i mean that's just literally that's a fact but the, the more important thing to understand in these scenarios, as you say, they literally went and sat down and pitched it to them in the past. What you need to understand is at that level, when you make a pitch, the pitch is the thing that begins the conversation with the people needed to understand what that would encompass. Mm -hmm. A pitch is not to say, we think this is a good idea, we're going to buy them. The pitch is to generate the conversation to examine the facts around all of the details that would encompass buying something like Nintendo, very Japanese company, company, historic, all the nuances and complexities that would come with that. So when people say they pitched to buy it, clearly they were going to do it, and he was Phil was going to take over Nintendo, that's, that's not what a pitch means in this landscape. And again, it's showing the naivety around how this level of corporate uh, conversations take place. That's the problem. And I'll I'll double down on on the idea that we don't know what's good and bad for the industry. That is not something you get to know. Some things happen. You can't predict that. Right. Who would have predicted in the PS3 generation that the PS4 would have done as well as it did? Who would have predicted that Xbox 360 would tank so much of its success? Who would have predicted that the Xbox One would botch it so bad and then find a way to recover their hardware team develop into programs with games with gold that eventually morphed into Xbox game pass. We were told that putting PlayStation games on PC was the most damning and destructive thing ever. Oh, what's that? It's generated more interest in PlayStation as a brand overall. Xbox has developed things like cross save, smart delivery. Uh, Sony's done a good job with that. What you think, you know, for the industry is is so minimalistic like you don't know you yeah. i mean I'll, you I'll, wouldn't be in the youtube comments you wouldn't be on this show right you don't yeah. know <laughs> we'd be i'd be on a board i mean that's why i'm shutting the hell up i don't know like i'm gonna take ains's word because he sat through those meetings yeah. right like every time I, I talk about Ains, I go, he talks to robots all day. I know what the hell he does. You know? <laughs> <laughs> every time, like he talks to robots, he's like all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, so to me, I sit back and I go, yeah, like if anybody's going to have an idea, 
it's Ains because he's always talking to those C level folks. So like, this is part of what I do. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like when the acquisition came, stuff came up, and everyone's starting to talk about the legal aspects of it. And people ask me, it's like, I don't know, I don't know. This is not what I do. Ask Hogue. Hogue's your man. Like, yeah. he's the one who can intelligently speak to this. The people running that just literally have either written about games or run websites for their entire career, talking about a acquisition strategy of someone like Phil Spencer, they don't know what they're talking about. Period. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why like I think it's very, you're, you're right for for this conversation. Like if it's over my head, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it. I think what you, what you said is kind of perfect. It's like we're we're talking about an outcome of a magical scenario that hasn't happened, nor will it happen. Um, and so like to me, it's just like it, it is what it, it's not happening. Like they also pitched to WB, that obviously didn't happen. So like you know to me it's. It's more interesting to see, you know, talks between, again, these high executives of how they're just feeling in the moment and how kind of like real each one of them sound. Right. It's it's not as uh, tailored as as we all think it is, though, at the same time, it is like it's really interesting. So to me, it's like, yeah, uh, if if PlayStation had the opportunity to do the same thing, they would. Uh, no, no doubt. Absolutely. In my mind. That's what I, that's Anybody. the exact point. They would have the discussion yeah. about what it would mean for them, the industry, the company, etc. Of course, you're having that discussion, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that they had this plan that we secretly found out that they were going to buy Nintendo. No. Yeah. Have they yeah. talked about it and what it could possibly mean? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they've talked about buying PlayStation. Yeah. I guarantee you that conversation has come up somewhere. Because they can afford to do it. Does it mean they're going to do it? No. And rest assured, Amazon, Epic, Apple, the people that have the funding have all done these conversations. We've all been like hypothesizing about like what Apple's console would be. And we all find out like how's Apple going to enter this industry? And we all found out it's through the phone. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So it's like, and it's, and it's, and for what we've seen at first impressions wise, it's extremely competent. So it's like, you know, again, we can all sit in our chairs and we can all have these fun conversations. But what I always try to stress to uh, my audience and I'll stress to this audience is we're all having fun. I'm not yeah. a legal expert. I'm not a I'm just a dude sitting in a chair having a conversation with another dude sitting in a chair. And we're just having fun talking about the what ifs, you know, this or that. I'm not coming at it through an authority because at the end of the day, I'm just a dude outside this industry looking in enthusiastic and, and we've yeah, talked about that the- a lot here right like yeah. that's that's the key you have to make that distinction of we're talking about this like if this were to happen in some wild scenario what would that mean for us or mm-hmm. what could that mean for the games or what have you but i think to your point joe when people try to talk about it like this email proves phil spencer is trying to acquire nintendo and it's like you just don't know what you're talking about just yeah. please stop enjoy the ride like enjoy the ride play the games we just we spent what 40 minutes at the top of the show talking about just how much fun we're having mm-hmm. and how different we're like games, yeah. in different games and what we want to play, what we're going to have time to play. Enjoy the ride. Like I I'm look a around, PlayStation guy. My favorite game this year is in a Microsoft game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an happen. Xbox guy. You're not getting Elder Scrolls either. Ha! Huh. Uh, God, no. <laughs> I'm the Xbox guy behind me. I got a symbolic you can, trophy for it. You can see Mjolnir. 
behind me. <laughs> okay. You can see yeah. Kratos behind me because I love those mm-hmm. games. My most anticipated game uh, is at this point Spider-Man. To ask yeah. me tomorrow, maybe it's Alan Wake, maybe it's Avatar, but like I'm going to play Spider-Man. Why? Because it's freaking fun. Yeah. I loved Miles Morales. I love Spider-Man on PS4 uh, and 5. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, enjoy the ride. That said, I do want to talk about the thing that excited me the most out of all this. The Nintendo Direct. Woo! Peach of the no, Sword No, no, no. <laughs> real talk, real talk. That The fancy new controller from uh Yo, from me too. Me too. Dude, the the corporate speak, I do that sh- shit every day. That boards <laughs> me to tears. Cussing. Like, that's what with I do. The, con- the controller, man. I, I read the features of the controller, and I'm like, let's go. That sounds amazing. Right? It's like, oh, all the features that I love in my DualSense in the Xbox controller? All right. This yeah. And it's wearing little little cute little uh, Crocs? Okay. <laughs> this, this so is let's not call them Crocs. I like pants. Good. I like pants. This right. is why competition's good, because you're getting them merging. Guys, I'm not the that. big on, like, like, I love my elites. I'm not stressing, and I think the DualSense is fine. Tell me what I'm missing. Tell me what I'm missing for real. Missing about what? Well, I I I don't stress my controllers. I like a good elite because I want back paddles, but like okay. I don't even like yeah. rumble in controllers. Really? I, okay. Yeah, not really. On the Xbox you controller, suck. rumble is not good. Like it's it's too intense. The dual sense, not overly a big fan uh, okay. of it. So you don't really care about the haptics. I don't think I care about the haptics. And, and the Final Fantasy controller, guys. Why are their controllers so bad? I like this one. Yeah, it's not good. I was depressed design. when I bought this. That's not good. Why? The Spider-Man one looks good. Uh, because my dog's dying. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like... <laughs> You're insensitive. Luke's got the Starfield controller behind him. That controller is beautiful. Like, beautiful. it is so nice. Beautiful. It's got rubber. Like, clear. every detail. And it's like, PlayStation, like, sticks a sticker on it. Listen. And they're like, here's a custom one. It's like, come on. Listen, we're getting there. Look at this controller. That that is cool, but I don't think it's the best they could have done. But 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 my question is not about that. My question is anyway, not about yeah. There, there you go. That looks better. They're friends. <laughs> they are friends. I didn't say they weren't friends. I'm just saying one looks better. You know, you have an ugly friend. Sometimes it happens. You know, but names Luke. Like, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, guys. Why should I care about this new controller? Because in the hardware deck, they've got three tiers of controller now. It's like, yes. why should I care about this? What am I missing? What do I need to learn to understand? I don't I don't think learn. I think it's preferences. Oh, God, the DualShock 4. Oof. Um, I, I think, so for me, like, I don't know about you, Joe, but the series controller is my favorite. I think ergonomically for my hands, it is absolutely brilliant. Like, the Starfield controller is damn near perfect. It just needs paddles. Um so I think Xbox generally, I like their controllers better than PlayStation. That said, PlayStation did make advances with the DualSense, and I think yeah. that the haptics can add meaningful things to certain games. Uh, Gran Turismo, perfect example. Um, or like I even like like pulling your bow in Horizon, you know, and it just feels like it's notching gotcha. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I also do like the speaker. Um, I think the speaker is actually too. a pretty cool feature that can be implemented in games. So what I was looking at the Xbox controller as is. The best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm getting the ergonomics, the offset mm-hmm. sticks, the things I love about Xbox. I'm getting the things I love about the Dual Sense. Plus, I don't know if you saw. Maybe I misread. Tell me if I did. But it said modular thumbsticks, which means yes. you can customize the thumbsticks and replace them. 
Um, so as we all know, especially if you play competitively, stick drifts a bitch. Um, you know, there's controllers wear out over time. Like as much as I love my Starfield controller, if I use it a lot, it's gonna wear down and I can't fix it really unless I, you know, do it myself with parts off of like eBay. Um, but being able to get factory replacements like the uh, DualSense Edge where you can pull the modules out, really cool. So I think it's just best of all worlds. That's what I was looking at it as. Yeah. For my, for me, my favorite controller is the DualSense Edge. It uh, is a beautiful controller. Yeah. It, it really, aside from the shitty battery life, this is really fantastic. Uh, I love it a lot. That's your but, version of the Elite. Yeah, that's the version. Yes. yes, I've never held one. That might be what I'm. It's missing. really nice. I yeah. the ergonomics still aren't as good as Xbox to me personally, and I don't like the triggers as much. But like, sure. it's solid. It's got weight to it, and it just mm-hmm. it feels like a premium. Thing. It's funny because I actually don't like the triggers of the Xbox because I'm used to the Dual Sense. So mm-hmm. like, they're flatter. I, I, they're flatter, which means I I accidentally shoot my gun a lot <laughs> uh, on the Xbox. But like to me, like I I know I have the unpopular opinion of like I can use both of these. Unless it's a Souls game, my my fingers naturally need the Dual Sense, but like I can use both of these controllers and be okay. I don't have like a strong preference. Uh, like I prefer my Dual Sense, I guess, but yeah, both of them are fine. That being said, though the the what seeming like seemingly the majority opinion, uh, it, and at least through manufacturers as well, because you see more people do it, is that the Xbox controller is probably the way to go, and so to have. Yeah, the best of both worlds, that really excites me because I'm like, as a PlayStation fan, that's what I miss when I'm on my Xbox and uh, or my Bethesda boxes. My audience has now called, coined it. So, yeah, now I get to have my, my the best of both worlds. So I won't miss it as much, I hope, you know? Yeah, and I, uh, for Shaman points out in the chat, he says um, uh, Hall Effect, hopefully. So if you're not familiar with Hall Effect, it's basically these like on the thumbsticks instead of using the kind of, you know, mechanical module that wears out over time that we're all familiar with. Hall effect, those controllers are starting to kind of come in the third party now more and more. You see them basically it uses like sensors to to see where the thumbstick is and they, they don't wear out. So Ooh. I'm hopeful that in the future, as he points out, rightly so, that Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo, all of them, I hope go to Hall Effect thumbsticks on their controllers because it, it's it's kind of the superior thing. I hope. I really hope. All right, let's 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 end this show out Ash, with, Ashman, uh, I'm sorry. Sham, I called a poor Shaman. Ashman. I'm sorry. Ashaman. <laughs> Ashaman. Ashaman. Sorry. You got it. At least he's trying. He's learning, everybody. Uh, can I'm we talk trying. About the Do you see how white I am? It's, I know it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, <laughs> he sometimes like skips over Polish names. It's really weird. Um, but <laughs> that's it, guys. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, Xbox, I'm sorry, PlayStation and Nintendo and technically Xbox had showcases the past week, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got to be honest with you. I thought PlayStation's was really poor. Um, oh, really? and I thought Nintendo's was okay, but didn't do a lot for me, but that's Nintendo generally doesn't have a lot I'm interested in. Honest to God, this was just like, we know this is the swan song of the Nintendo switch and we don't care as <laughs> either. Yeah. It's like, yeah, here's some more remasters. Here's the rest of our library. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And, and we'll see you. We'll see you with the, the announcement you really care about in a few weeks, probably. Um, I really enjoyed the playstation state of play uh, i thought there was a lot of games that i'm going to be buying day one 
on here and some su- surprises that I didn't think were going to be in the show and were. So um, I actually, I like the PlayStation uh, state of play. I actually thought it was better than the showcase. I want to know where, uh, where you land, Luke. I-, I couldn't tell you. I wish I had a better, more informed place, but <laughs> my schedule didn't let me. Um, yeah. At best, I read recaps and listened to impressions and I don't know, fellas. I'm sorry. How dare you about the um, yeah season gaming slacking on their recaps? Yeah, the thing I, I'll say this, Joe. The thing of the state of play that that got to me was I wouldn't call it a bad show. I think that would be unfair, but it felt a lot of uh, been here, done this. So we got mm. you know we got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and we got a release date, which is awesome. I know I I'm in the minority it. of not yeah. loving that, but I know there's a huge audience for it, so that's yeah. great. Um, but we we've seen that and we you know it's great to get the release date so i get that but then they they show spider-man 2 again and it's like we've seen a lot of spider-man it's fine show it again if you want it's going to be a massive game and success no doubt um and then um it just felt like the funniest comment i guess i could say which was from hogue killed me he goes it feels like they uploaded an old one <laughs> well played. Hogue. And keep in mind, Hogue is a PS5 is his primary platform. Most people, yeah. for some reason, think he's an Xbox guy, but he's primary primarily plays on PS5. Um, and uh, yeah, he he just said that, and I was hey, like, chill. that's what it was. It just felt like there wasn't a lot new here that I really cared about. Um, fair. I I, I think that's I think that's fair. I think for me, like I really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm in for 19 inches of Sephiroth, though I'm not going to pay 350 bucks for Sephiroth. So like I'll buy that collector's edition for sure. But like Rebirth had me. I'm really excited. I think the release date's big news. I actually wasn't expecting to see Marvel Spider-Man, but I got to see more of it. And yeah, I'm super sold. I think some of the cool things that they wanted you to know about, like the quick loading between the characters, I think is super impressive. Um, That game's going to sell a billion copies. A billion copies. And then like Resident Evil 4, I know that DLC was coming, but we see my wife Ada Wong and um, (laughs) oh my goodness. And then like Helldivers, we get some meaningful news Helldivers 2 does look cool. Does look yeah. cool. I loved the first one. I wish they'd just do more of the first one, and I hate that it's console exclusive because it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it should be. No. Helldivers like, really should, it should be. be. Yeah. But like Helldivers seems like it's going to be a ton of fun, and we got a release date for that. So, like, there was a lot of updates for things that they were already in motion with for the most part. But like, those updates to me were warranted and got me excited. So, like, I'm really in okay. for, for Avatar Helldivers oh, and all that. You reminded me the other thing that annoyed me. So the the PS blog prior to the show said it's going to be third party or third party in PSVR 2. They mentioned PSVR 2. Only one we, got, we literally got Ghostbusters, uh, Rise of the Ghost Lord or something. Lord. Something like um, that, yeah. Um, we already knew about that game. I, had, I literally have a press release from like a month ago about it. And then we got the DLC for Resident Evil 4, which we already knew was coming too. And I'm yeah. like, literally, that's all you have for PSVR 2? Like, there's nothing Which else? Which is crazy because there's a new PSVR 2 game every single week. They've actually had a lot of, really... of content for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, which so it's is, like, yeah. guys, there's more than just Firewall and Sierra Squad. I swear to God, like, throw, <laughs> show me more Synapse. Like, there's this awesome, like, mage, uh, like, first-person shooter that they have in, in VR, and it's it kind of looks uh, like it's straight out of a comic book. Like, there's some really cool stuff here. Please showcase yeah. more of it. Please. Does anyone care? Sorry. Oh, yeah. care? Luke's dying over here, guys. You know so, what? Um, uh, I care. Damn it. I care. 
that's yeah i wasn't trying to be flippant i mean serious like no 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 i think it's i think it's a fair question like i know joe and i care and i talk to some people who really love their psvr too but i need sony to care (laughs) yeah yeah. seriously you know And, and to their credit as joe just said quietly there's been some really good content releasing for psvr2 i think the problem is and they probably recognize this look we already said it look at the year we're in there's triple a blockbusters like releasing every week how do you get traction for a psvr2 game in that environment i don't know i don't know either because again there have been like synapse is one of my favorite games i've played this is brilliant i haven't even played it that much but what i played of it it was brilliant so like but like at the same exact time like horizon uh call of mountain a beautiful showcase of of a of a title, but like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't the best thing. That ain't the best no. thing ever. You know, it's pretty. It's really, it's really great to look at. But like, yeah, it's it's to me PSVR two. It, it seems like it's defying <laughs> odds because it's selling better than PSVR one at the moment from 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 what we've seen data wise. But like, I don't know how because the way that PlayStation has showed off the content is. We, we complain about it almost weekly on the trophy rooms. Like th- these things deserve more than a Twitter post and a blog post. You know, yes. you have to find out new ways of how to show people VR. Just have a PSVR two showcase state of play. Yeah. Like, yeah. why don't you have a state of play dedicated to that hardware? No, I, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster E3 show. Do a 15, 20 minute show with a few titles. It, it could be like, well, the audience is really small and we don't want to appear like, I don't know, like engagement really matters to them on a social space. So like maybe they, they, they don't want the metric, maybe the metrics low, lower than they'd like. And they, they don't want to admit that out loud, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So real quick, we'll say, so I've got one thing I want to mention quickly. And then one bigger topic I want to save for when we cast next, which let's aim for two weeks, boys. Okay. (laughs) Um, The, the big thing I want to say for for two weeks from now or whenever we do our next show, fingers crossed, is I want to get Joe's thoughts in particular on where PlayStation is post Spider-Man 2. And not in a negative connotation because it is yeah. going obviously more and more bringing it up. Like we don't know what PlayStation is doing after Spider-Man 2, which is fair. But I don't ne- I don't necessarily think that means playstation's got nothing up their sleeve they always have something up their sleeve but i'd like to kind of have a more uh more uh more real conversation about what that could be and what's coming yes exactly they've had Um, a sequel problem in my mind like well and and i and we've talked about ghost of tsushima 2 probably coming and it's like okay like you are going to get sequeled out um so anyway um if your sequels are for the best games it's okay to a point but then it stops to a point fair. Yeah. Uh, The thing I wanted to mention that we haven't mentioned and shout out to my brother, uh, Yago in the chat here. We didn't mention mortal Kombat one on the show yet. And mortal Kombat one is freaking fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Every other game that's releasing Megan Fox's voice acting is so bad guys. Like, have you seen the clips? I've seen some of them. Yeah. It's like, she sounds like she's just talking into a mirror, like, and she's unamused with herself. That's how bad it is. It's horrible. But the game is amazing. And what is what Travis raved about, I'm not that far yet because I was doing reviews, but what Travis raved about and other people have said is that the story mode is not only fantastic like the other ones, but, and here's a word you don't expect to hear, it's wholesome. Mm. 
Like really? the story mode is actually really like engaging in a nice way with the characters in the new universe that's created in this game. Not to say the mm-hmm. the violence and the fighting isn't there, of course. Yeah, but, you know, just the <laughs> characters itself. Out of bodies. So it is. I've only I'm only on I'm very early in the story, but I'm loving it so far. And the cool thing about this game is because of the reset of the universe at the end of eleven, all the characters are like. Um, you know, they've taken the opportunity to kind of rethink them. So they're either young or they have new personalities or or modified personalities. It's just, it's really freaking good, guys. It's really good. I heard, I heard my boy Reptile get some do because I always loved Reptile in the movie. He's a main character. Yeah, yeah he's really... a main character. He's got, he looks badass. Like when you do some of his moves now, he literally turns into a full reptile mm-hmm. and he'll like grab you by the legs and shake. Uh, it's It's cool. <laughs> it's real cool. Dude, that's I, uh, awesome. I really want to get into this game, but that's a that's a Black Friday sale. Was I, was okay. say, I we were fortunate at XCP to get codes for several games from Starfield and Phantom Liberty and, and Crew. Just Mortal Kombat's it. the one we didn't get. And <laughs> we didn't get it either. Yeah. Did you not? And right now, my I don't have the money to spend on a hundred dollar version because I would want the ones with the characters and stuff. And it's not hard to say, hey. I'll wait a little bit because I love my fighters. I love fighters. I'm not good at them, but I love Street Fighter Six. I love do. I just love fighters. <coughs> but it's easy to say right now. I can wait because of everything else, and that's yeah. the problem. I think some games are going to have, and that, that's a shame because I'm missing out on a great fighter right now. But I can wait. I can. It's wait. really good. You it's know? really good. I uh, we had a lobby going, a King of the Hill lobby going on last Friday with some of us playing. Just you know, Elu was doing the review for us, and oh god, Elu. Yeah, he's he's not as good at Mortal as he is Street Fighter, Bro. but he's still he's still very competent. Bro. Um, <laughs> but no, but um, you know what? This needs to, this needs to be said, Ains. <laughs> Elu, I'm pretty sure closed one eye. Uh, had a hand behind his back and was playing with his nose, and he <laughs> wiped the floor with me in Street Fighter Six. I was trying so hard, y'all. I was trying. So I prom- hard. The sad thing is, you're right. I promise you, he wasn't. It's just, he was probably taking it easy on you. He was probably just barely paying attention, and I was like lean forward, sweating, <laughs> like, all right, what about best characters? No. I, f- I feel really bad for him because he is super well experienced in fighters. He loves them to death. He plays like even the one, even plays the ones that aren't super mainstream, right? Yeah. Um, and he's kind of become our fighting game review guy because of that. I reviewed MK11 because I'm an MK guy. But since he's kind of filled that role, I, I do that. We didn't get MK code because, as you guys know, they were really limited and, Very you know, limited. no one, a lot of sites like us didn't get them. And then Street Fighter 6, we got the day before release. <laughs> Yeah. So like he had already purchased the premium edition at that point. So like our super fighting guy who loves these games to death, we couldn't get either of those games for him to review properly, like for embargo. I was disappointed. Yeah, that's frustrating. So. It is very frustrating. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out Mortal Kombat 1 because she had another game that is out. And now, um, well, I've got a, I've got a review starting. I'm getting Phantom Liberty out tomorrow got a review starting monday i can't even mention yet um but uh again it's like i won't have time next week it's going to be spent on that game i i can't say (laughs) literally i can't say i don't want to i'm not going to take that chance maybe off it but yeah so again it's like how am i going to play these games y'all 
I'm using. Okay. I'm losing steam. I'm getting tired. I know Luke. He he fell asleep. Luke's been asleep ago. for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm no doubt. Trying, boys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's you know what? Uh, real talk here. So like family stuff. My brother got a, a job as a teacher, and he gets paid more than Luke. That's funny. Um, he like now I'm seeing him go. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm so tired. It's like eight o'clock at night. It's like <laughs> it's happening. This kids will wear oh, you out, man. Yeah. 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 All right, Luke, close this show, shall we? Yeah. The no good problem. news is you're only getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Soon it'll be all over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm so grateful that we got to have our show. I'm grateful. I'm already in our- heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I wanted to say it's, it was great to genuinely be back, tired as, of, yes. as we were. Because for all the reasons we couldn't podcast, a lot of them were real sad or frustrating. Yes. Uh, and so it's great that we got to have this moment back. I'm so grateful to look over at the chat and see Logan and Pampa and Yago and uh, for Shaman gave us some good stuff to talk about, which I, I appreciate. Not for Shaman. That's what I was calling it. It's Ashamam. Trust me. We just had this oh, conversation the in the chat. <laughs> I, I fell asleep. Um, yeah. I and Gamefire and Silkenid and Rob Frawley and all, all the regulars. A- OBM's in here. Yeah. So thank yeah, you guys. It, it really, it really me- means a lot. And I know we all have our respective shows that you guys <laughs> choose to support. I think one way or another, each of those three shows, Bitcast, Xbox Expansion Bass, and Trophy Room are all doing work in their own way for Extra Life. So please consider uh, supporting and showing love for them. Because uh, Cast Co-op for us is a is a fun show, Labor of Love, and then we have our passion projects outside of it, and find ways to support those shows with likes and views, etc. Means yeah. a lot to us, guys. So, yeah, really does. yep, yep. And by the way, Luke, anytime you get too tired, we'll just get your stand in. <laughs> I have him on my ship. He's in the engineering <laughs> deck where he belongs. <laughs> I mean, you, now you can just talk, and it looks yeah. like you're good to go. You know, you're yeah. wide awake. So it's He's fine. So lively. Uh, hey, Ains, <laughs> could you could you tell us how, how we could adopt a dog today uh, with your? Life? <laughs> I was doing the face. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's doing the face, and Joe's making fun of me for being an admin. <laughs> In the eye, I can't yep. sing. I can't I'll, sing. I'll, I'll sing behind you, and you'll be Michelle. Go on. <laughs> but serious, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start the closing. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. Seriously, as Luke said, <laughs> um, for SG, just uh, we have reviews up of Crew, Motorfest, Mortal Kombat One, uh, Payday Three, which is just out in early access too. Um, and we have reviews coming for Phantom Liberty Cyberpunk tomorrow. You can check that out on the channel. And we will have Mirage, we will have Forza, we will have all those coming as well. So big review season for us. Um, thank you for the support as always. And of course, you can check us out on BitCast on Sunday mornings or su- Sunday, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Um, other than that, I will pass it over. Luke, do your shout out because you know Joe has to close. Yeah. Oh, uh, please check out the Xbox Expansion Pass. Of course, we did a special episode for all the news. Um, and we've been kind of getting hammered in the YouTube algorithm, uh, particularly as Twitch. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitter and YouTube, changes. man. It's oh, been man. hurting. Uh, XCP has genuinely taken some hits lately, and that's been rough. <laughs> Counterpoint, my community's been amazing. They've man. done so much. They've been just so lovely. Um, and and I've for all the frustrations of, of algorithms and not being able to get YouTube views, 
they're so supportive and they are watching and they're listening yeah. and they're just, they're talking to Logan and I, and we've been fortunate to play some great games. Um, so I've been uplifted in a way that I don't think I would have been a year ago if views were down. So it's nice. been really, really nice. So I'll ask everybody to go check out XCP, uh, whatever platform you, you enjoy. I also do a show called creator talk. Miss Deus geek is a very popular uh name in a lot of social spaces she does a lot of unboxings and such she joined me that just went live to everybody um <clears throat> interviews are slowed down a little bit right now for xcp just because i'm busy uh, but i'm looking forward to getting back i had one for avium which i don't think is gonna happen now um Rip. which is a bummer i have one in the works hopefully i don't mind saying it here to the smaller audience i've been talking to the people about cyberpunk hope it happens it's been in the conversation, but I'm a small creator. They're a big game and you never know. So Fair. sometimes Fair. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. We'll see. But just uh, please support XCP wherever you can, guys. It means a lot. It really does help. So Yeah. And, and oh, sorry. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I just wanted to add, like, it's so nice to, after nine weeks of, of having a, a break, it's nice to be chatting with Luke Snore and the Ains of Christmas past. It's just been <laughs> just really great. <laughs> I really miss this, guys. I've had a blast tonight chatting with y'all. Um, You've been waiting to say that for a few minutes, haven't you? You've been yeah, loading that one in the chamber. If, if, if the audience, I want y'all to 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 rewind, timestamp when I got the idea, because you see a shit eating grin <laughs> just pop up <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Uh, but no, you can find me, of course, uh, over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find uh, the Trophy Room on Twitter at PS Trophy Room. And yeah, I want to thank everybody as well because honestly, Luke, can I get real with you? Um, real. We kind of had the opposite problem where like the summer months really down, and I'm like, ah, it's summer, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking to have the best month we we ever had. Mm -hmm. But oh yeah, it, crossing uh, five hundred thousand uh, downloads awesome Congrats. but i felt i i felt like this year um we've been coasting right and i think it it, it goes back to yeah the number is a cool thing did you say a hundred thousand five hundred thousand half a million oh you're, you're to for some reason i thought you said a hundred thousand and you were referring to a month i was like jesus christ oh, that's no. amazing i'm out of here I got you. Oh, you're talking all time downloads. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. Jeez, yeah, I'm back. Not a month. Oof, oof. Uh, right. But no, uh, uh, seriously, like we're, we're, we're seeing awesome growth, but at the same exact time, the thing that's like carrying me through um, is the, the community that we're making. Um, yeah. It's awesome to see people in there and it genuinely it, just enthusiastic about the show and about PlayStation and just about gaming in general. Yeah. Um, it's awesome to see. And, talking to the community to be more um communal when it comes to our patreon stuff which we're there's a few things moving in in ways that i i really like to see so i'm i'm excited for the future of the community-based stuff that we have in store uh that said you can find the trophy room each and every thursday or each and every wednesday night rather here on youtube.com uh, slash at PS Trophy Room at 8 p.m., where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and the greatest in all things PlayStation, and each and every Thursday on uh, audio feeds. So go check us out there. And, yeah, we're doing some extra life stuff that, guys, I would like for you all to be a part of, but I'll talk to you all you know, in a couple of days about. But we're giving away a Spider-Man PS5. PS5. Yeah. Oh, I was our... joking. You really are. Yeah, we literally oh, we, awesome. we bought one. 
and we're going to be giving it away. We're just, we're right now, it, it sucks because I got sick without Kyle's sick. So we're trying to work how it can all make sense. Um, but yeah, it's that's awesome. That's huge. Big giveaway uh, for yeah. a good cause. So yeah, Extra Life is going to be pretty big this year. So keep, in, keep your eyes peeled towards all of that. Are, are we plugging how we're doing Extra Life? Is that a thing? Not yet. Not yet. I, I can't. Okay. Not yet. Soon. I'm in for like our shows now. Okay, so no, no. Oh, D- DM me by the way because I'm I'm I do extra life as well. So hit me up. Good. Right, maybe we could kiss. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, I love you all very much, and um, I'm really sweaty. Uh, so keep 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 ca- <clears throat> keep keep casting that call. call. Looks smoky. <laughs>